Welcome to Did Someone Say Soccer? I'm your host, Nate, and I'm with my brother, Jordan, and the homie, Angelito. Say what up, boys. What up, boys? What's up? All right, guys, we have a good episode for you today. We're going to start it off with trash talking with Jordan. We have Leicester City choked, Pirlo grew some nuts, PSG second, Angelito's apology, and <laughs> the Angelito Taco Shop. Those of you who are new to our podcast, Trash Talking with Jordan is when a listener DMs us a question or a statement, usually directed towards Jordan. And this week, this weekend, we got one from a listener asking Jordan... The championship playoff this weekend will be Brentford versus Swansea City. If you've been paying attention, Jordan, they have only allocated 10,000 tickets for fans. Four to each supporter groups and then two for sponsors and owners. There's just a big hassle right now on the fans think that there should be more people at Wembley when the FA Cup just had 20,000 fans there. What do you think that the fans need to do to get more fans there? Okay, so first and foremost, FA Cup had an American in it by the name of Kristen Pulisic, okay? Uh, championship division. If you guys wanted to have more fans, then you should have done everything in your power to make sure Daryl DK could have made that championship championship. Because then you would have had twenty thousand, forty thousand, fifty thousand fans there screaming for Didi to score. All right. So the reason why you guys don't have enough tickets is because nobody gives a shit about Swansea. Nobody cares about Brentford. If I had to choose, hopefully Brentford wins, whatever. But uh, honestly, if they want more tickets, copy them. Xerox them, you know, get a new uh, hologram on them, and then just see if it works. If not, storm the field, man. Support your clubs. Get up in that Premier League. Angel, who do you think is going to win this match? Who's going to be going to the English Premier League? It's going to be Swansea. <laughs> Jordan, you have Brentford. You know what? Yeah. I, I'm going to go with Brentford also. Even though Brentford has lost, I believe it's either seven or eight times that they've played in a final. They've never won a final match. So this weekend is going to be Brentford's first final match. And it's going to take them up to the Premier League. Yo, dude. They've lost seven or eight championship uh, matches before. They got championship DNA, okay? They at least make it to the stage. All they need is one goal to go in. And they're going to win one to nothing. And it's going to be one of these games that will be legendary for Brentford supporters. They played Brentford. Brentford played Fulham in the playoff last year. Fulham ended up winning 
and sucked it up in the Premier League. There's got to be, they got to be hurting. They got to be ready to go. I mean, they're back at it again. So I'm going with uh, Brentford all the way. All right. So now that we're in England, let's talk about how bad Leicester City choked this weekend. They went up, and then they let Gareth Bale take over towards the end and send Chelsea to the to the Champions League. What were your guys' thoughts on how bad Leicester City choked? Jordan. Yo, so I was on my way on uh, taking a trip somewhere. So I was listening to a live reaction of the game, okay? So the person I'm listening to is more interested in the Leicester City game instead of the Chelsea game. So I had all the highlights for the Leicester game, all right? So when Leicester went up and then it looked like they were in cruise control mode, dude, my heart was pumping. I was like, there's no way we're going to sign Erlen Holland. There's no way we're going to sign Harry Kane. We're not even going to make a Champions League. We're going to have to beat City to get in there. Dude, I was worried. And then that long-haired, locked, ponytail dude comes in the game and takes over in the last six minutes of the game, destroys it. Gareth Bale making his money. Thank you from all the Chelsea supporters. Angel, what were your thoughts on Leicester City? Wow. What a choke job, man. They're up. They're looking good. Controlling the tempo, everything's going well. Uh, you know, Aston Villa's taking over the game with Chelsea too, dominating. Traore was, you know, making them look foolish. And once Chelsea's going down, you know, there you're thinking, okay, Leicester's going to win. You know, there was only one point difference in, in the table. And I don't know what happened. They just broke down. The goals were coming off of corners. They, the second one was uh, an own goal because it reflected off the keeper, off Schmeichel. And I was like, wow, you're really going to let them come back on set pieces? You know they're, where they're going, where they're headed. It's going to be Kane, you know, guard double team Kane. Like, Son is already doing the centers. All that happens, whatever. Um, I do think it was a bit of bad luck as well for Leicester because on that goal, it did touch Harry Kane's hand before, you know, he passes it to Bell when they take the lead. But it shouldn't have been tied to begin with. They did. Leicester had the two penalties. They didn't score on their own. Like, they just had, you know, from the spot. So it's their fault for not actually scoring a goal that wasn't in the in the box. So, I don't know. They, they messed up their chances. Now they're going to be stuck in Europa. And like Jordan said, Chelsea doesn't have the pressure of having to win the Champions League to be in next year's Champions League. This game actually had a lot riding on it. I mean, if Tottenham lost, Arsenal finished above them. If Tottenham lost, then Chelsea is out. And then it just... uh, It was... I don't know. They just... Ian Nacho didn't, for me, Ian Nacho didn't show up for Leicester City when they needed him the most. And he was nowhere to be found in this big game. And I was very disappointed in that. The big stage came calling and Gareth Bale was ready to rock and roll. 
And he sent his salute off, and he's going back to Real Madrid now after sending Tottenham to the Conference League. Maybe it was a blessing in disguise for Arsenal. Now they can focus on the league, and they don't have to worry about um, playing in Europe where they don't belong. And now... It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the owners because the cash cow won't be there for the Rams. The Champions League, the Europa, the Conference League, anything won't be coming in so that they can give it to the Rams. So maybe that was the sign, the tell-off to for them to sell to the Spotify owner, uh, Daniel Ek. Jordan? Yeah, so bringing it back to the uh, Leicester-Tottenham game, imagine this, okay? You've waited two seasons as Leicester City fans to uh, go in and watch your team play, okay? So the first game you're allowed to go in is uh, the FA Cup, and it's an emotional game. You win, you got that monkey off your back, and you're just at the highest of high. The next week, you play the same team you just beat, and you lose. And then the last game that you can attend... Everything riding on it. You're going to finish the year off strong. You're going to get into Champions League. And you lose. Man, that's got to be a bummer. All right. So let's go to Pirlo Gruesome Nuts. Angel, what do I mean by that? It means that he benched CR7 in a game that they needed to win to stay at the top four of the Serie A to be in Champions League next season. Angel, who's CR7? Cristiano Ronaldo. Why do you think that they benched Cristiano Ronaldo? And it can't be this bullshit because they, oh, he played blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is a game that's riding on. You want to play your best players to get into Champions League. I don't know. I felt like they should have started him. But he knows what he's doing. Maybe he's already looking for someone to buy, and he was afraid that he might get hurt. He is pretty old, even though he's still fit. So they went into this match, and they scored early and a lot. They ended up scoring a few goals before halftime. So they didn't really need him. Maybe he knew the opposition wasn't going to be enough for him to risk his player. And... You know, Juventus won. It was an exciting game. The other team, I think, had like two opportunities. They scored one. So the other team just wasn't enough competition. I don't know. They they were horrible. <laughs> so you already know why um, they didn't need to start Christ, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. I don't even know why this is a real, real uh, issue here. Uh, the real reason that they didn't need to start Cristiano Ronaldo is because they knew that... If anything were to go wrong, they had super sub Wes McKinney sitting on the bench to come and dig him out of purgatory, man. Wes McKinney, I told you guys from the very beginning, this dude was going to put Juventus on his back and he was going to carry him into Champions League. Go back and re-listen. I've been calling it from day one. You know who did another choke job and that was in Napoli. Napoli was in cruise control to make it to Champions League. And now they're going to be playing Europa. With Leicester City. And. <laughs> man. 
how good Napoli has been playing lately, and for them to choke at the last minute and not make it in the Champions League, that sucks, man. I mean, how much of that, though, was uh, Andre Pirlo saying, you know what, we know we're not going to have Ronaldo next year, so let's just see. You know, if we can't get into Champions League without Ronaldo, then we need to be a Europa team. You guys want it, you guys earn it. So, I mean, I don't, I don't hate the decision. Now let's go to France. Angel, if I would have told you that PSG was not going to win the league this year, you would have said I'm crazy. Yes, I would have because they've been so dominant in the League One. And for Lille to win, I was like, if I expect PSG not to win, I don't expect Lille to take it. I would expect like a Monaco or... Leon, Marseille, someone else, you know, but Lil did finish second last season. I didn't think they uh, were going to be that good again this season, even if they had the same pieces. I figured the the other teams would be more focused. And being that Lil was kind of new to being in the top clubs, that they would eventually just sell all their players because most of the French teams, as soon as they start seeing money coming at them, they sell everyone, you know, that's why PSG stays at the top. So once PSG lost the Champions League, um, I figured that they would win the league because they had had nothing to focus on except the league that, that they were behind in. In the French Cup, I mean, it doesn't really matter. So they won the French Cup, but they lost the league and they lost Champions League, which is a step down from what they did last season. They didn't even make it to the final of the Champions League this year. So they regressed a lot. They signed Mbappe for, um, I mean, Neymar, they signed Neymar for an extension, but now Mbappe is probably gone. So I don't see them reaching their ultimate goal, which has always been to win the Champions League because they don't care about the French Cup. They don't care about the league. They want the trophy that they never have. Yeah, so the crazy thing about this is that without PSG winning the title, it forced me to actually look and see the other teams in the League One because I thought it was PSG and a bunch of, like, Sunday fantasy ballers. But did you guys know that Lille had this American cat named Timothy Way? And Boise, I've been telling you, you want to win trophies, you want to be in the championship, you get yourself an American. Timothy Way, congratulations on winning the French League that nobody knew you existed on a team called Lil. What did Ricky Bobby say? He said, if you're not first, you're last. And I honestly believe that in a league like the French League. I mean, if you don't win it, then... Angel, did you see Neymar's penalty? Yes, I did. I mean, this game, it was it was interesting to watch because it was the title was still uh, up for grabs and with one point difference, you want to watch these games. But since Leo scored really early in their game, they needed to lose. So I was still watching back and forth, you know, seeing what happened, kind of like what was going on with the La Liga, where I was watching both games. But once Leo took the lead, uh, the 2-0, I was like, all right, now it's over because 
it doesn't matter what PSG does. We are critics on how penalty kicks are taken on here. And let me tell you, Neymar walked up to that ball like cocky as shit and was like, I'm going to score this regardless how I take this. What'd he do? He put it wide. It was embarrassing. Like, it was so bad that I felt I felt bad for Neymar. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, after that, if I'm, if I'm Di Maria or Mbappe after watching that, you are never taking a penalty kick again. All right, so let's go to La Liga. Angelito, for the past 10 episodes, you have talked mad shit about Atletico Madrid. What happened this weekend? They came back. They won. They're the champions. The campeones. So, what do you got to say to them, Angel? Uh, Well, like I had mentioned last week's podcast, you know, congratulations if you win. You deserve it. They won their match. And, you know, they won the league by two points. It was a very interesting game because they were down. And Real Madrid was uh, was keeping track of this game. So Atletico Madrid was playing Valladolid. And they get scored on in the 18th minute. So as I'm watching the Real Madrid game, they're showing Sergio Ramos and Marcelo celebrating in the stands because, you know, now they have a chance to take the lead in their game and win the league by one point. And as they're showing Sergio Ramos and, you know, everything, they go back to the field. And what happens? A minute, less than a, a minute later, they get scored on by Villarreal. So it didn't help them that uh, Atletico went down. And for a, a big part of both games, they were both losing, which didn't change the standings because they were both losing. Atletico played well. And then that big mistake by... Uh, by Alodi, where they pretty much gifted Suarez the second goal. He, he was there by himself. He scores. At that point, it's, it's over. Real Madrid scored, like, super late in the game. I mean, they scored once, but it was taken back because Benzema was offside. So once they scored their goals, it was, like, late 80th minutes and 95th minute. At that point, it didn't matter if they won because Atletico was seconds away from winning, and they needed to lose in order for Real Madrid's win to actually mean anything. So congratulations to Atletico. I said I would congratulate them if they won. By no means am I a hater. I just, I was upset that they were choking. They Since their last 10 matches, they lost two games that they could have won and they tied two games. So it didn't need to come down to this last match. Uh, I'm not a Real Madrid fan or a Barcelona fan, so... It was just interesting to watch to see who wins. Then finally we have a different champion besides the top two. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty awesome when you see a new team win uh, win league. You know, congratu- uh, congratulations to Diego Simeon. You know, it was a well-fought season. Uh, dude, I'm just stoked for Luis Suarez, man. 
everyone's over here saying, oh, he's a bum, he's washed up, he can't play with Messi, Barcelona doesn't like him, he wants to eat people, he can't play soccer, he's going to go to the MLS. And what happens? He turns around and he wins La Liga. Get out of here. Don't ever doubt Luis Suarez again. After that, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into Angelito's Taco Shop. All right, so for this week, I want to talk about what happened in this last match for the Bundesliga. So Lewandowski has been hurt for a long time. We know he missed the matches in the Champions League. And they got eliminated by PSG. But he still had something to play for in this match because he tied Gerd Mueller's season-high goals last week at 40. And this match, Bayern Munich, we I mean, they always win, so it's not surprising that they won 5-2. But then what happened in the 90th minute, Lewandowski finally beat the record to score. It was insane the whole match they were they did they were double teaming him every time he had to shoot they didn't want him to score they didn't want him to break the record on them and towards the end in the 90th minute Leroy Sané shoots it the goalie blocks it but he doesn't grab it Lewandowski pokes it away from away from him and then he just taps it in the record's his and that's that he missed uh, I think like seven games six or seven games so it's a big accomplishment. Imagine if he wouldn't have missed all that time, he would have probably had maybe even 50. So he broke all these records. Does he continue to stay there, Angel? I feel like he's going to stay there one more season. And after that, Byron's going to look to buy a new striker. They've been saying, you know, that they wanted Harry Kane, but it seems like Harry Kane is going to stay in the Premier League somewhere or um they wanted also holland but my issue with holland is they could have had him sooner they could have had him before dortmund and they were interested now that he's proven he's going to be super expensive and Bayern munich doesn't like to spend money that's why they got chupo motin instead of getting the decent striker for this last season um i think that he has a couple good years left but they're going to eventually replace him starting after next season. I think it goes to show that one 40-year-old man can miss seven games and still score 52 goals. That's a real tough league, Angel. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, so we have some big matches this weekend. We have... We have a chance that both Manchesters could take home all of Europe. Villarreal versus Manchester United. Who do you have, Angel? I have Manchester United winning it all. They have been good in Europa. They've been scoring a lot of goals, dominating since halftime after that Roma game. I think they're proven, they're confident. They have the playmakers and Cavani, Pogba, and like decent bench. Seeing Villarreal over this weekend, they they look okay, but they don't look at the level that Manchester United is coming in at. And I just think Manchester United wants it more. 
they've been mocked for many, many years for, you know, every time you hear about Manchester United, there's like, oh, they haven't been good since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson left and they've made the league look crappy because they were such a big name and now they just buy uh, expensive players like Harry Maguire and don't win anything. So too bad Derek's not here to back me up. But yeah, I think Manchester United has the better chance of winning if I had to place my money on it. I agree 100% with everything you said, except this Manchester United, the Red Devils, they have no backbone when it comes to winning trophies, okay? They don't know how to win. They're not a team. They're a bunch of individuals following Bruno Fernandes. So you know what Villarreal's going to do? Man, they're going to pack that box in. They're going to grind it out, and it's going to come down to the 90th minute. And Villarreal is going to pop one in from about 30 yards on a Hail Mary, and it's going to be the VR. That's going to be Villarreal. They're going to win. Like, I got nothing for it. They're just going to win. United, sorry. (laughs) Next year, maybe. I think it's going to come down to a chess match. It's going to be... It's, I think Emery is going to make them work for it, Manchester United. If What I've seen from Villarreal is that Villarreal is going to score first. And once they get that goal, Manchester United is going to have to work hard to get it. To come back. And I think that's when... They open up and Villarreal just gets another one. I I don't know. I, I we're gonna see who's the better coach in this one. It's it's gonna come down to coaching. Coaching will win this match. It's not gonna be the players. I think that's that's how I feel on this one. So So the big one. Chelsea versus Manchester City. Angel. What do you got? I got Manchester City winning, even though I'd rather have Chelsea win it. I don't think Chelsea will be able to pull it off, even though they've beaten Manchester City in uh, in the league. This is for all the marbles. Who who's gonna who's gonna show up, and who's gonna have a good game? Uh, Timo Werner, he he didn't finish the last couple games. You know, he's been better. But all these big name signings that uh, Chelsea had weren't aren't pining out for them. And I think if they put their best players, you know, Jordan's gonna say Christian Pulisic is gonna should start, and he should because they win more when he's there. But I don't know if uh, Thomas Tuchel is going to put in the best lineup or put in the players that he likes because he switches it up and um, the defense has to be better for them in order for them to have a chance because we know that Man City can score goals and once they take that lead it's going to be hard for Chelsea to equalize and take over so in order for Chelsea to win I feel that Chelsea have to score first and win on uh, win on counters after that and try to make it two nothing before uh, Man City even scores one Yeah, so this game is going to be nothing like the last time two English teams played in the finals. I I don't know. My heart wants me to say Chelsea. My brain's telling me, dude, pick the city. 
So I'm going to do what every irrational fan does, and I'm going to choose Chelsea to win. And it's going to come from a goal from this cat. You guys might have heard about him. His name's Olivier Giroud. He's going to put in a header to bring home that trophy where it rightfully belongs, keeping Man City's uh, Champions League cabinet empty. Boys, one nothing on a game that's going to have you on the edge of your seat. Big game, Giroud. I don't know about this one, man. I If I'm going by form, Man City's killing it right now. And Thomas Tuchel could win this game before it even starts if he plays the right lineup. And we have no idea what lineup that he's going to play. I mean, if you look at the FA Cup, he completely lost that because of the lineup that he played. So going into this, it's also going to be interesting if, to see if Pep Guardiola overplays, overplays the, the lineup. Does he go with a false nine? Does he start Aguero instead? It, it's going to be interesting to see the lineups. I think that both of these guys can grind it out to PKs. If they can grind it out to PKs, it's going to be anyone's. Could be anyone's. So it could be an American that's on the bench that wins the wins the Champions League, or it could be an American that starts that wins the Champions League. But an American's going to win no matter what. I just want to point this out real fast. Hey, Angel, do you remember the last time Chelsea played a team in the Champions League final that was on top of their game? Yes, I do. It was in 2012 when Chelsea beat Bayern Munich. Oh, okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have that in our history. I don't know if this team is built the same DNA, but we're going to find out. Yeah, we got to see if there's anyone of the same quality of Didier Drogba on this team. Alrighty. Is there anything else that we want to talk about before we cut it out? Um, I actually know why they're only allowing a certain amount of fans into the Brentford game, but I couldn't find it in my notes. And after that, I felt like it was too long of a pause to, to bring it up. So nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> That's one of the reasons I didn't say anything. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts. Angel. Well, the lineups have been released for the Euros. And for the first time in a very long time, the Spanish team will be without any Real Madrid players, which is crazy because this team was second in the table. They could have won it all. They, they did well in Champions League. They have all this money invested in all these players, yet none of them were picked by the coach. And they talked to him, and he kind of said that the only players from Real Madrid that were kind of on his radar were Ramos and Danny Carvajal, but he still didn't pick any, um, you know. So it's just crazy to see a Spaniard team without any players from the most uh, iconic Spaniard team from the beginning of, you know, the existence. It's just, it's insane. Do you think a lot of it has to do because he was a Barcelona coach? I wouldn't say a lot of it, but he might be a little bit persuaded if, like, two players are the same, like, about the same caliber. It's just, like, who's your preference? He might pick one over the other. 
But at this point, you're a coach. You want to look good. You're going to take the players that are going to show you off for your tactical abilities. So maybe he, like, pick players that are more Barcelona, like on the bench or whatever, or Villarreal, Sevilla, whatever. He Like, he could have picked those players uh, from the bench, but from your starting lineup, you're going to pick whoever's the best. And I'm surprised none of, he didn't consider none of those Real Madrid players good enough for any starting eleven. Jordan? All right, so my final thought has to do with two players, okay? There's rumors going on that Eden Hazard has realized what a terrible mistake he made by going to Bar- uh, Real Madrid and getting fat and getting injured, and he wants to come back to Chelsea, okay? When he left Chelsea, he played 52 games and scored 21 goals. In his two seasons at Real Madrid, he's played a total of, like, 21 games and scored, like, a goal and a half, maybe. So... All these fans that are excited to bring back Hazard, let's let's slow it down and realize he's not the same player. All right. The second player is this full name, William. All right. He is saying that he wants to come back to Chelsea because he's not happy at Arsenal. All right. When William left Chelsea, my heart was broken. Okay. He was a fun player, but I kind of told you, Nate, like you're getting this type of player. He wants to leave Arsenal, come back to Chelsea after scoring. One league goal. Get the hell out of here, man. Stay in Arsenal. So, all our final thoughts are wrong. We should be talking about one player and one player only. Lucas Zalarayan. Two goals, two free kicks to beat NYCFC. He just laid the cock down and said, suck it. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a chance, go watch Lucas Zalarayan's free kicks on NYCFC. Their fans were too worried about chanting about a new stadium that they weren't even chanting about the game. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys liked our episode. Uh, we will be back next week on on Tuesday. And I guess we'll be talking about some uh, Brentford Swazi. See who uh, ends up winning that match in some Champions League and some Europa. And we got some MLS. We can talk some NWSL. We got some big things coming up. So make sure you guys uh, stay tuned. Thank you. So tell your friends and tell your family. See ya. Yo, I'm so glad. That we're done with all this EPL, Bundesliga, League One, Serie A. We can finally get down to brass tacks and talk about the MLS. Boy, I'm pumped. <laughs>